Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer. I'm here with uh, my boss, Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune. Jay, Padres-Dodgers. I'm told it's not a big series, but it feels like one. And I I am looking forward to going out to Petco uh, because all three games sold out. As we saw last year, a lot of Dodger fans still, but Padres fans showing up more because they got a bigger season ticket base. The team is better. And it is really just a great atmosphere. No, it really is, and it's it's always one of the highlights of the year. It's unfortunate the way that it's scheduled this year. Um, we have the weekend series, and then the Dodgers aren't back here again until September. Uh, so it's definitely enjoy it while we can. I, I know it's not a big series. I read today it's not a big series. But I also know with the, the way the crowd is, and if the Padres, you know, do something well and and – you know, hit a big home run or make a big defensive play or get a big strikeout. The crowd's going crazy. There's going to be a lot of celebrating going on on the field, whether the players want to say it's a big series or not. And and look, let's face it. It's not a big series. I mean, in the, in the real big picture of things, these are games 15, 16, and 17 in the regular season. Yeah. No matter what happens after this weekend, whether the Padres win three, the Dodgers win three, or something in between, there are 145 games to go. And I and I know, and all we have to do is look back at last year and how big we thought it was that, and how big the Padres thought it was that they won, I think it was seven out of 10 against the Dodgers yes. to open up the season series last year. And then they never beat them again. So I, I think the way I look at it, at it is, it's a fun weekend. I'm happy I'm able to go out there a couple times. I'm really looking forward to Sunday. It's supposed to be a beautiful day. Clayton Kershaw, a Hall of Famer on the mound. Sean Manaya, fun pitcher to watch. Uh, great matchup. You'll close out the series, you know, whatever happens, whether somebody's going for a sweep or, or it's a rubber match. And I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. But I, I think we always have to be careful as to what we read into anything that happens this weekend. If the Padres lose all three games, it's not the end of the world any more than it is if they win all three games, that it means, you know, they're winning the World Series. Yeah, we won't think about it again until the next series, which I believe is the end of June in Los Angeles. And we'll remind everybody that they've lost 12 in a row to the Dodgers <laughs> at that point, since it's nine now. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's why in the story, I wanted to make it clear that the fans can, should treat this game however they want to treat it. Like, right. you hate L.A.? Like, look, I lived there. I hate L.A. Um, <laughs> I loved it when I when I lived there, by the way. But I go back now right. and I want to kill people. Uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, go ahead. That's awesome. And the players appreciate that, too. But they acknowledged that last year this was their, like, they were finally as good as the Dodgers, you know. And, and they swept them in June. Who among us wouldn't have thought the the Dodger or the Padres were going to the playoffs? I think it was right. June twenty third last year. Swept them for the first time in eight years, and you know really looked good. Had won seven out of ten, and so anyway, that is the only reason why they need to contend and and actually keep it to just be hey today's Friday's game. It's stupid. It's silly. It's uh, it's Marty Schottenheimer esque. But uh, you know what else <laughs> it is? It's true. So yeah, I, I wanted to I wanted to laugh at one quote in your in your story today, um, where the the Padres, in the words of one of their executives, quote, left a lot of juice in the dirt in those series. Are, are, am I supposed to believe that by the Padres winning seven out of ten 
and and sweeping the Dodgers in June, that somehow that affected the Padres' epic collapse that started on August 10. I'm sorry, I'm not buying one word of of that. And the Padres, whoever that is, can tell themselves that and tell you that, and the players can tell themselves that. I'm not buying a word of it. These I games... think that maybe you're taking it too literally and 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 just you know narrowly, but I think that the idea that they would get so geeked up early in the season and treat the beginning of last season as if it was the 2020 season, which was basically 60 games of playoffs, um, that if that was a small part of this team, you know, whatever. But you're right. It was way down on the list of things that were wrong with them at the end of the year. If that was a small part, it was, it was like the size of one of my chewed off fingernail size. The the point being, (laughs) the point being that they put too much onto these series because absolutely Jay, you know what they did after this, they went and they took two or three from the diamondbacks uh, after that Dodgers series. They went and Mm -hmm. they took two or three from Cincinnati after that series. Um, You know, they still had some, some good baseball in them after that. And that's why, and and that's why I, I don't think I, that they, that it that you're saying that or they're saying that they put too much on it. I'm not necessarily thinking that that's true. I think in a way, what they did against the Dodgers was was big for them. It was a it was a confidence. I'm not going to use the M word, but it was a confidence boost for them. Sure. It was like look look what we can do sure. against this team. We should be able to beat you know all these other teams. And so if they're able to do that again, I, I think always the caution is, and it's good to say it beforehand because. If you end up getting swept, it's easy to say, hey, it doesn't mean anything because, you know, look, it doesn't. There's 145 games left to play. And I'll I'll say that again on Tuesday if that's on here, if that's how it Here's- develops. But I, I, I know what they're saying, but I think I, I don't think there's anything wrong with treating these games as big games as long as you don't in terms of how you play them. Look, you don't manage it like it's the seventh game of the World Series. I'm sure Bob Melvin's not going to do anything like that. He's been around way too long to do that. But I think, look, if you want to get a little bit geeked up to to play against your rival, hey, that's great. I mean, the baseball season is a long, long, long season. And to get inspired, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are days where these guys come to the park where it's like, oh, boy, you know, another game with the Diamondbacks or whoever it might be. They and do. it's like, hey, these 19 games against the Dodgers – they should be special and just don't let it the the end result the key is not to let it like override your whole thinking that if you win you think you're on top of the world and if you lose you think oh gosh what are we going to do now all right how about the bigger the bigger point from another quote and i believe uh, that that was will myers at the end um and look manny machado's quote about we just got to win more games how about yeah. the bigger point how about you go and you sweep the Reds again when you go to Cincinnati next week? You take two or three from the Pirates and you take a couple from the Indians. How about you do that? Um, because ultimately going 40 and 39 against teams with losing records last year, while the Dodgers and the Giants were each like 50 games over 500 against teams with losing right. records is the difference. So so how, how about that being the bigger point that this series in the grand scheme is no bigger than other series? But yes, Jay, hey, do you want to go in? Hey, do you want to win 102 games and yet have lost, you know, uh, far more to the Dodgers than you won during the season and then have to face them in the playoffs and go, oh, geez, no, absolutely not. So, but the bigger thing is, hey, Padres, how about you play better in August? 
But right, and and but you know what? If you want to, do you want to win 102 games, even if it means you lost 13 of 19 against the Dodgers, sure. and you get into the playoffs and you get another shot at them? Yeah, sure, of course you do. But the key is to win those other games against I, the Reds and the Pirates and the Guardians next week, which we're going to drill into you uh, if, if it's the last thing we do. And I know you write it. I know you I've write it all the time. I've never written Indians. I know. I know. Well, that's why I'm a writer, <laughs> even though the job now requires a whole bunch of talking. Uh, oh, my gosh. And that time I didn't even catch myself. Anyway, Jay. Uh, so, anyway, I think what they did, and to, to segue back for a moment, we can get back into the Dodger series and the matchups and all that. <laughs> Um, Blake Trinan went on the injured list today, which is a, a big loss for the Dodger bullpen. But to go back to what you talked about in terms of beating the Reds, the Padres did exactly what we talked about at the start of that series, which was, look, this is a terrible, terrible team right now in Cincinnati, and you need to take advantage of that, and you need to win all three games. And that's exactly what they did. They played, they continued to play incredible defense. I mean, the, the fact that they still haven't made an error uh, you know, through the first two weeks of the season is remarkable. Um, and they got the same great pitching that they've been getting from what was it, Mania, Mania Musgrove and, um, and cool. Gore, you know, were cool. the, uh, I believe were the three guys who, uh, yes. who pitched and, and all pitched well. The bullpen was, was great. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure, other than there's still some guys that aren't hitting, I don't know that you can take anything point to anything really negative out of that series could you the, the hitting right i mean yeah. like the, the the bullpen and i know the overall stats it sh shows you how early in the season we are the padres bullpen i don't think is ranked anywhere uh but that's because of the the first game basically uh yes. you know giving up the four earned runs in the in the end uh that's it i mean yep. the, everyone it's incredible jay they've gone eight games where they have gotten at least five innings from their starter. Well, five innings. Okay, fine. That's the minimum you're going to expect, right? I mean, from a, they did not go longer than seven and they only seven games. And they only did that once last year. The right. last time that they got eight games in a row where their starter went five innings in each was 2019. And, you know, Meanwhile, the Dodgers and the Giants last year were running off streaks of 11, 14, eight continually it's mind boggling how good their, uh, their top three are doing for sure. Yeah. And if you're getting five and five and a third from Nick Martinez and Mackenzie Gore, while still generally getting six or more from your top three, you're not, it's not going to happen all or like throughout the season. But if that is happening consistently in the season, that's how you have a good bullpen, by the way, like, well, like right, you know, right. You don't, you don't overwork good them. last year until yeah. it, just was overwhelmed. And, and I think it should be easier to get deeper into games this year. Obviously, you don't have to pinch hit for someone in the fourth or fifth inning if there's a problem. But as you said, the Dodgers and Giants last year ran off streaks longer than this um, without a DH. Um, so I, I don't think that's a it certainly hasn't been a big factor at this point. For one thing, if these guys are only going to give up, you know, one or two runs, uh, or three runs, you're generally not going to need to, you wouldn't be pinch hitting for him anyway uh, in, in the fourth or fifth inning. But no, I, I think there's no reason at this point for Martinez and especially Gore that you would expect much more than five, five and a third, something like that. And at the first sign of a little bit of trouble, they can come out. I mean, I think Gore was up to 88 pitches on, um, 
on Wednesday when he when he mm-hmm. came out. He he threw more pitches in those last two innings yeah. than um, than he had. He got the big defensive play from from uh, Profar. So, I, but again, that's another good start for for Gore. I I don't know what this rotation is going to look like going forward. Maybe you can shed some some light on it. It's a weird thing coming up now because they were off yesterday and they're off on Monday. So I don't know how they're going to structure things, but normally Gore would be up to pitch again, I think on Thursday in Cincinnati, Wednesday or Thursday in Cincinnati, maybe Wednesday um, uh, in Cincinnati. So again, that's another good, uh, another good place for him to be. And he's, he's pitched really well both times. That's, that's what you wanted to see from a guy like that. Yeah, and each one showed a progression, right? Like, I mean, the mm-hmm. first one, he, he got by five and a third innings uh, against a pretty decent team uh, without much more than his fastball, right? And this last game, the stuff wasn't fantastic. We still haven't seen like, oh, this is why they think he's going to be a Cy Young winner. But, right. I mean, his second start, and he's he's mixing it up more, uh, would have to go uh, face the Reds, which I fully expect that he will. Um and he has to face him in that bandbox of a ballpark. Uh, to me, yeah. it's one of the more, uh, you know, uh, unfriendly to pitcher ballparks. But uh, so here's the deal. You ask, uh, I can't imagine that they don't have Mike Clevenger go one more rehab start. He threw okay. something like with between the game, I think it was 48. He threw a dozen more pitches in the bullpen after his uh, start. What was it on Tuesday in Las Vegas. Yeah, it doesn't feel like enough, does it? No, they said five innings. Clevenger said five innings. Uh, In terms of they're not going, they don't want to bring a guy back and start inviting more innings for the bullpen. You know, it's going to happen at some point, so you don't want to do that, especially when you don't have to. You know, that's that's the beauty of this. That's the beauty of having Mackenzie Gore uh, and having him pitch well. So, and then I don't expect Blake Snell, and that's when we really get into what the heck are they going to do. Um, I don't expect that they will have Blake Snell until, and that's if everything goes to plan early in the next homestand after this road trip coming up to, um, in this road trip, Jay, do you know who it ends against? It ends against the guardians in Cleveland. Um, so, uh, Thanks, yeah, I expect that you would see uh, Musgrove and Gore in Cincinnati and there's, you know, here, let's get into this series this way. And then Mart- um, and then Martinez. Right. Let's get into this series this way. Last year, the Padres, they didn't have to do great gymnastics, but they definitely manipulated their rotation each of those first three series against the Dodgers to get Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove. Musgrove, It wasn't that all the time, but Darvish and Snell for sure every time against those guys. And this time, no, you know what? Long season. um, We're Obviously, it's not apples to apples, but they're throwing Nick Martinez tonight. They could right. have thrown you, Darvish. He with the day off yesterday, that would have been on his regular rest. But no, Nick Martinez will be pitching the first game against the Dodgers, then you, Darvish, and then Sean Manaya. So I think that's one small thing that shows you that hey, look, this is just the, think, the first time against the Dodgers. We get to September, they're going to line up their best pitchers against sure. the Dodgers. I do think I do think last year Weathers pitched one of those games against the Dodgers. Um, yes, it was a four-game series. Right. I think on a Friday, it might have even been yeah. on a Friday night that he pitched a game. But yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Actually, there was someone, oh. one of the guys, one of my followers on Twitter asked me, do you think that the Padres will do what you said? Will they structure, you know, since there was the off day, will they skip Martinez and and line up, um, <laughs> you know, the other three guys this weekend where they could have gone Darvish, Manaya, and Musgrove 
on regular rest. And, and my feeling was um, that there was no need for it. And I, and I figured that Bob Melvin would not do that as well, that there's just at this point in the season, as I said, it's, it's the 15th game. Why mess with things? If you can get these guys an extra day off at this point, it's, it's going to be a good thing for them. So, you know, go with Martinez, go with Darvish, go with Manaya. Then you've got, like I said, Musgrove, Gore, and Martinez next weekend or next week in uh, in Cincinnati. And I, I think the Tuesday pitcher, so that's a week between starts for Musgrove. Um, yeah. But then he'll be on, he'll have to come back on Sunday on regular, you know, the following Sunday on regular rest. So I, I think it all ends up working out. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's one more day than Musgrove would probably want off. I mean, in a perfect world, he'd want to pitch Monday, but you know, he gets a couple days off. He gets a couple days off it down, down the line. You hope that that, that pays off, but there's no need to start maneuvering with the rotation, you know, two weeks into the season right now. Uh, yeah. The Dodgers throwing uh, Julio Arias tonight, who, you know, won 20 games last year, even though nobody counts wins anymore. That's still impressive. Very, tech, huh? It really, it really is. He had a, he had one, he did not pitch very well in their uh, home opener this or in their opener this year, I believe his first, or at least his first start, of the year, uh, bounce back, and I know pitch has pitched well since. He's always, uh, you know, always tough. And then they were going to throw Andrew Haney tomorrow, and he's on the injured list. So Tyler Anderson, who we've seen before with the Pirates, I believe, and maybe Seattle, um, is uh, is pitching then. And obviously, as I said, Kershaw on uh, on Sunday, who had the seven inning perfect game and then was not as effective against the Braves uh, this past week. But again, always fun. The Dodgers are, they lost two out of three to the Rockies to start, um, to start the season. And since then they're seven and one or eight and one, uh, I think mostly against the Braves and the Reds, the teams the Padres have played bullpen has been good. Craig Kimbrell's I think has saved all three of his games They've got a whole bunch of other guys down there that have pitched well. Mookie Betts hasn't hasn't done anything. A couple other guys are struggling, but there they are at nine and three. So uh, I believe what is it that there's uh, three or four other? The Mets have ten wins. There's three teams in the American League that have eight wins, and then there's four teams in the National League West who have at least eight wins. So there's That's as correct. many teams in the National League West, I believe. All the Brewers have eight wins as well. But uh, yeah. it's early. But, um, you know, that's, well, that's team, another I mean, thing, Jay. There are, five, there are six playoff spots now. There's an extra playoff spot. So yeah. if this National League West turns out to be what you think it is, which, you know, the Dodgers, the Giants up there too, at some point the Padres say, hey, we're going to line ourselves up for – um, a playoff series here uh, and I'm getting way too ahead of myself, but it's like, there's a lot of reasons to just take this series uh, for, for what it is. Um, what happened to the giants last year after 107 wins, they were out in the wild card series. Now, I don't know how you prevent that. You've got to face the Dodgers. Um, right. <laughs> well, I've got to face the... them at some point, And at some point I will acknowledge it's a big series and the Padres will have to as well. Oh, well, without a doubt. But it, as we said, it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be now. Um, what else did we see against the Reds? We saw uh, Eurickson Profar continue his uh, bid for MVP honors. Uh, him and Manny Machado right now, I think, are uh, are neck and neck 
I think Eurickson is the most fascinating story so far um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, fans weren't the only ones who weren't exactly thrilled that that was their left fielder, right? The Padres wanted to get a left fielder. And sometimes the best trades that uh, happen are the ones that don't happen, right? Uh, The best trade talks are the ones that don't result in a a trade. Uh, Now, again, it's early. Eurickson had last year had two months. It was like 97 plate appearances where he was out of this world. Uh, right. Now he wasn't playing very often. This is him playing every day and, and, and getting it, you know, uh, as I wrote, he worked out with uh, Tatis's dad uh, and his uncle. And I just think it's fascinating too, that Eurickson profile was Fernando Tatis jr. Back before prospects were, you know, now everybody's upset. You send some 18 year old kid to uh, Minnesota to get the closer that you needed. I mean, that Taylor Rogers trade set up everything else that's going on in the bullpen right now, mm-hmm. because you don't have to use, you know, you're, you're, you're searching right for a, for a closer if you don't have Taylor Rogers. So they, you know, had to give up some major leaguers and some quality, uh, a, a potentially quality young arm <clears throat> to get Taylor Rogers. So anyway, I just love that, uh, that story, that that to me is a really good story to follow. What's happening with Eurix and Probar? Right, and excuse me, as you said, it's it's two weeks, it's 13, 14 games, whatever he's played. This doesn't mean that they've solved their left field problem. It means that they've gotten somebody, as we talked many times before, somebody to step up and into a role and and take advantage of the opportunity and perform well. Um, you know, looking forward. Is Profar going to have a, a 1,000 OPS for the whole season? I, I'm pretty safe in predicting that that's not going to happen. But it doesn't mean that he can't he can't be the answer. He, he just has to prove that he is. Right. Uh, and, you know, you know what I mean? Two weeks doesn't prove that, but he's off to a great start. And it's it's great to see. You know, he looks like the kind of guy who has fun playing the game. He's fun. He's fun to watch. Um you know, bat flipping in the first couple of weeks of the season is great. I'm all for uh, I'm all for that. And, you know, he's been one of the guys they've needed to to come up and, and get some key hits, you know, w- when some of the other guys are struggling. I mean, obviously, Machado has been the best the best player so far. Um, you know, Grisham shows signs here and there, but he's struggling. Cronenworth's been OK, um, you know, t- trending a little bit the wrong way. Uh, Luke Voigt's been bad. You know, Hosmer's been good. Myers has been bad. Um, Austin Nola's been just okay. Um, he got Austin Nola's had some big hits, man. Yeah, he has. He has. Um, had some overall hits. numbers are nothing great, but some big hits. And If Austin um, Nola has a 333 on-base percentage and is playing 100 games, you got a good season out of Austin yeah, Nola. I would, I would agree, especially the You're part right. about playing 100 games. But there, you know, still several guys that aren't that aren't doing much. Uh, but now we've here's, seen I'm gonna, how things I'm gonna go out, turn around. I'm going to go out so I can uh, gloat on on Tuesday. No, I will never gloat because I'm wrong far more than I'm right. But uh, Jake Cronenworth walked three times, and there were some really good at bats in there because he's in one of the worst slumps of his career. Now it's a young mm-hmm. career, but still, I mean, I think he's batting like 150 or something uh, over yeah. like 13 games. And and he's he's uh, missing more than he usually does. But the reality is he's not getting a lot of pitches like there's a lot of respect being shown to Jake Cronenworth. And now I'm not trying to say he's not slumping, but, you know, it's not like he's, um, you know, Will Myers gets pitches and misses them. 
<laughs> you know, right. gets like misses like four opportunities a game. Jake Cronenworth has been getting like one opportunity a game. I went through this yesterday because I was like, what is happening with Jake Cronenworth? Um, mm-hmm. And so here's my prediction that this weekend, Jake Cronenworth goes off against the Dodgers. That's my prediction. Because guess what? That's- He's never gone more than like 14 games without going off. So Right. And, you know, I just uh, – our, our producer, John, has been running the numbers by for people who are watching this. And I think I saw five names go by who are regular starters that have batting averages under 200. Not that batting average is everything, but at it some point you got to get some – you got some point you got to get some hits. I think most of those guys they're on base percentages under 300 as well. But Grisham, Voigt, Cronenworth, Abrams, and Myers are all under 200. And I think all but Voigt probably have an on base percentage under 300. Actually, Cronenworth's at 339, so he'll be slugging 239. That's a that's a pretty big gap there. I mean, that means that on a normal night that you've got you've got Machado hitting. Uh, you've got Profar, you've got Hosmer, and you've got uh, either Nola or Alfaro, whoever is in the lineup. Um, so they, you're not going to get too far without some guys picking it up and and getting some hits. And the, the pitching's been great, and there's no reason not to expect it to continue to be great. But you're not going to give up, you know, just two or three runs every game. You're going to have to get some some hits, and I think some of those guys are are you know going to have to snap out of it. And this weekend would be a good time for it. And it's great. Like, like honestly, the, the defense, and that can continue all year. Not no errors. Oh, sure. But, you know, that can continue all year. Uh, situational hitting, this is a tough game now, with uh, especially late innings, right, where you've got guys just blazing uh, on yeah. the mound. So, you know, maybe some home runs. That, that would help. A little more slug, right? That would help. So, you, you well, it's nice. Sacrifice flies. I think this team has more sacrifice flies already than they had in the first half last year. I know. Um, it's, it does great. seem like that. That's awesome. You got to put the ball out of the park a little bit, too. Now home runs are down. I was going to say, offense is down everywhere. And, yep. and I think, yep. you know, Major League Baseball, there are people who believe that they've really screwed up here by doing what they've done with the baseballs thinking that they had a problem with too much offense and they're people like offense. People don't like 155 batting averages yeah, and, but, you know, fly balls that die on the warning track. So they're going to hear I, me complain about sub three hour games, which no, five I, in a row. <laughs> I know they, I know they have, but I, but I do think that, uh, that there, that we should note, as we say that the Padres have five, five regulars batting under 200 yeah. that offense is down around the league. And I, you had a couple stats today where it was like, even as, as shaky as the Padres have been in a couple of, of categories, they're like in the middle of the na- eighth or ninth in the national league in those categories. It just yeah. shows how, how much offense is down. And I, I, I wonder at what point that, you know, that MLB maybe changes things. Cause you get into the late innings, as you said, every guy who comes in, it seems like is throwing 95, and it's it can be hard to score some runs. They'll replace the balls after the All Star break, and everyone will start hitting home runs. They won't tell anybody they replace the balls. Uh, of course and, not. Of course. Yeah, they'll stop checking pitchers. I don't know. Uh, the, <laughs> it, it, uh, here, I covered the Dodgers in two thousand or in nineteen ninety seven, and that was when they had the bigger foul ground. And yeah. Deo yeah. Nomo, Ramon Martinez, uh, Chanho Park, Darren Dreifert. Like, I covered two-to-one games in two hours and 20 minutes. That's what I thought baseball was. Um, and then I come back, <laughs> and we're playing four-hour games. So you're never – that game, that the two-to-one games, uh, I, oh, 
I, I just think that's masterful. You, I, I think watch Tom and I and you Darvish all day. Yeah, I think, uh, well, you Darvish is not playing. He's a little he's slower. Gonna, but dude, but he was, if he's only allowing one run, then he then can be okay. done quickly. And he's not, uh, right, but, he's yeah. not walking, and he's not walking, guys. But They uh, have, I, they I, have I, three the two, guys that work exceedingly quick, and Gore's not slow. Um, right. I, it's a lot of fun to me, a brisk game. No, the, I think the two-one or three-two game that's played in, you know, in two and a half, two forty, even or something like that. What kills you are those games that are two to one and go three and a half hours, because yeah. um, then there's just nothing happening. That I don't, yes. I don't mind a long game. I mean, I'm speaking as a fan now, not as a sports editor, mm-hmm. but I don't mind a long game as long as there's stuff happening. What kills you are the games where, like I said, it's two to one and it takes three and a half hours because the pitchers are working slow and every count is three and two and put the ball. I want to see the ball in play. And that's the, one of the issues that baseball has right now, obviously is the ball is not in play enough. And and that's what, you know, that's what I like would like to see going forward. There's my quick soapbox for, we got into some things today. We did, we got into a few different issues. Uh, I like it. Uh, Next uh, work time. Tuesday, I'll be in Cincinnati. I will be uh, here. All right, you'll be there. Great. Glad to hear it. Uh, Let's wrap it up, Jay. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game.